This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and this is my interview with the Pulitzer Prize-winning playwright, actor, and writer Tracy Letts, here to talk about his two newest films, Ford v. Ferrari and Little Women. Mr. Ford, Ferrari has a message for you, sir. What did he say? He said Ford makes ugly little cars in an ugly factory. And uh, he called you fat, sir. We're going to bury Ferrari at Le Mans. I'm working on a novel. It is a story of my life and my sister's. Make it short and spicy. And if the main character is a girl, make sure she's married by the end. Hello, Tracy. How are you doing today? Very well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I don't know if you remember me. I actually met you the other night at the uh, Gotham Awards uh, near the bar. Oh, of course. I had, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'd mentioned to you that I'd be interviewing you th- this week, actually. <laughs> right. Did you have a good time that evening? Yeah, sure. We had a fine time. We actually knew a couple of people at our table, which was nice. And, uh, and uh, you know, happy for uh, Greta, Noah, and uh, Adam and that table. They seem to be having a great night. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, we'll definitely talk about uh, uh, what's going on this season uh, with Greta Gerwig and Little Women and everything else. I want to properly introduce you, obviously, here on the show um, to all of our listeners right now. You're a Pulitzer Prize winning uh, writer, a Tony Award winner. Uh, You, sir, are definitely a legend within the community of the arts. And I want to just start off actually by asking, as someone who's extremely prolific in both the world of theater and lately, especially this past decade um, in film and television, what is the number one thing that you love most about the arts in general? The answer to that has probably changed uh, over the course of my lifetime, but I would say absolutely without doubt, uh, my favorite thing about the arts, the people that I have mm-hmm. uh, gotten a chance to work with and play with and uh, I've learned so much from them, and uh, I've had such a fine time with them. Uh, I, uh, my parents said to me uh, a long, long time ago, uh, the key to an exciting life is surrounding yourself with interesting people. Yeah. And uh, I, that's absolutely been the case for me. I have been very fortunate to know some really, really interesting people in my life, and it's because of the arts. That's awesome. I love hearing that. Um, as I said before, the mid-2010s uh, has seen a uh, boost for you um, in terms of your film work. Uh, you starred in uh, Best Picture nominees such as The Big Short, Lady Bird, The Post, 
And I'm wondering, uh, just over the last even five years or so, what would you attribute uh, this recent surge uh, in your film career to? You know, everything about my career has been uh, random, haphazard, (laughs) stumbling from one thing to the next. Yeah. uh, Two steps forward and one step back or several steps sideways. It's, there's never been a plan. Uh, and the way this happened is just sort of cause and effect. Mm-hmm. As a result of August Osage County, I got a chance to do Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf on Broadway. And as a result of doing Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf on Broadway, Alex Gansa, uh, the creator of the American version of Homeland, saw that show and put me on his television show. At that time, I had not been on camera as an actor in seven years yeah and uh my work as an actor on camera over the years had been so spotty so so fragmented i would work a day here and then i would go four months and work two days here and then go a year and work for a week and i had never had an opportunity to get comfortable on a set uh or get comfortable in front of a camera or start to learn the way uh, movies and TV shows are made. And Homeland Mm -hmm. uh, gave me an opportunity to do that. I I, uh, spent two years on that show. As soon as I showed up on the set, I said to Mandy Potemkin and Claire Danes, I'm going to pick your brains. I I, I haven't done this work in a long time and I've never felt comfortable doing it. And I'm going to ask for your help and your insight. And they were very patient and generous with me. And uh, I learned a lot from doing Homeland. And really, somebody asked me this question earlier, somebody whose focus is on casting. Mm. They asked me about when was the last time I auditioned. Ah. And I had to think for a second, and I think it was Homeland. I think after Homeland, a lot of work uh, opened up for me. And I've just been very, uh, I've been very fortunate that some very fine filmmakers have taken an interest in me and wanted to work with me and sent me their excellent scripts. And uh, that's how this last wave of work has happened for me. Yeah. And this year you've got two very uh, prolific uh, films with Ford v. Ferrari, which is already a proven hit with uh, audiences and with the box office. So congratulations on that. And Little Women, which is opening up uh, here in a few days, and I, I think is also going to be another uh, pretty good hit, um, if I do say so myself. I've seen it, and I think that it is fantastic. Um, and you know, it, it is very interesting to see how everything has kind of, like you said, led from one thing to another. Um, so in regards to Ford v. Ferrari, I'll start there. How did you come on board the project, and what interested you the most in uh, the character of Henry Ford II. James Mangold, who directed Ford v. Ferrari, was going to direct a movie about Patty Hearst, about Patty Hearst kidnapping. Mm. And he was talking to me about playing a role in that. I don't know what of my work James had seen. We'd never met before, but he had seen something of mine he had liked. And so he was talking to me about playing a role. And then Patty Hearst uh, fell apart. And uh, within a matter of months, seems to me, uh, Ford versus Ferrari uh, came my way, and I read the script, and the script is excellent, and I got on the phone with James, and James uh, is a great filmmaker and a really persuasive guy and uh, and an inspiring artist, and uh, we talked about uh, how, to, how to play this part, 
you know, uh, it all starts with the script as far as I'm yeah. concerned. I, I, there, there may be other ways to determine a good project. I don't know what they are. The only way I know to determine a good project is, is to read the script and say, this is something I, I want to be a part of. And uh, Ford versus Ferrari, I, I thought was really excellent on the page. Uh, Mr. Mangold has a real uh, ethos when it comes to uh, creating entertainment, uh, that his, his artistry is very much involved with uh, making works that uh, entertain audiences. And that was apparent from reading the script, and it was apparent from being on the set with Jim. And it seemed like a great, fun challenge. You know, I get asked to play a lot of what the Coen brothers call the man behind the desk, right? I get asked to play <laughs> a lot of that part. It's, uh, it's the role of a, of a gatekeeper. And yeah. our protagonists have to get through the gatekeeper to get what they want. And it's a, it's a role I, I love to play. It's a fun part. But I always look for what it is about the role that makes it uh, a little more interesting or gives it a, a human element uh, that the gatekeeper has his own point of view, that he has, that he has points to make that are, that are valid. Yeah. If, if Henry Ford II had just been on the page uh, um, um, a statue, uh, it would have been less interesting to me. But the fact that he, he turns out to be a guy, a very human guy with his own uh, flaws and uh, vulnerability uh, made him somebody I wanted to play. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, hey there. there. I'm Hannah. And I'm Audrey. We are a sister filmmaking duo. And co-hosts of Sleepover, Sleepover Cinema. Cinema. Our show where we analyze the films that created the collective unconscious of the girls, gays, and theys of the late 90s and early 2000s. Princess Diaries, The Cheetah Girls, Aquamarine, Cinderella, the one starring Brandy. We haven't stopped thinking about these movies since we first saw them, and we want you to rewatch them and review them with us. Are these movies as bad as critics would have us believe? Do we even care if they are? We are always unpacking that very question on Sleepover Cinema. Check out Sleepover Cinema wherever you get your podcasts or at evergreenpodcasts.com. See you soon. Yeah, and you know everybody, of course, is talking about uh, that scene that was so wisely used in the film's marketing, uh, involving you and Matt Damon inside the car, where you get this really, really great moment to uh, show that vulnerability that it is that you're talking about there. Um, <laughs> I got to ask, um, how did you guys shoot that scene? How fast was that car actually moving? W were you really in the car doing those kinds of love, like those kinds of stunts? Uh, how did you guys put that together? The movie, uh, the whole movie is, is, uh, is very analog. Uh, the cars are real. The drivers are real. I, I think it really communicates on the screen. I think you, you're very, oh, very conscious, much so right. That you're watching real cars and not watching computer images of cars or cartoons of cars. They're, they're real cars. 
traveling at fast speeds. Uh, the best stunt drivers in the business, and they're really key players in the film. Obviously, they don't let Christian or Matt or anybody else drive those cars at those speeds. <laughs> but uh, Jim provided the circumstances uh, to allow the scene to happen. We're not uh, against a green screen. We're not uh, acting opposite tennis balls. There aren't fans blowing our hair back. It's, it's, uh, we're in an actual car. We're being pulled by a, a camera car, a camera rig called uh, a biscuit. Uh, it's mm. designed, it was designed to run with the horses in Seabiscuit. It's a camera car that can travel at very fast speeds. And so we were in a car racing around the tarmac, and we, I'm told, we got up to speeds of around 100 miles an hour. Oof. <laughs> and then the, the car speed then spins to a stop. And the cameras are already mounted on the car so we can go straight into the scene. And the ability to smell that gasoline and hear the engine roar and feel those speeds and feel the real uh, adrenalized rush uh, in those moments is just key to being able to play a scene like the scene we play afterwards. You know, we shot the scene over the course of the day, we shot it several times. I'm, but Jim told me later on that mostly what you're seeing there is the first take. Yeah. It's almost all first take stuff and gr great fun. I mean, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, you do feel as an actor, you feel some pressure to deliver in the moment. Uh, but yeah. you just use that pressure, right? It's just like, there's a release of a lot of emotion that, that it seemed to me though it was written in the script that he bursts in tears it just seemed to me a, a release of just sort of raw emotion of all of these things come pouring out of this guy who's who's been very tightly capped up to that point in the film. It's a great scene. Sure. Uh, yeah, no, it, it's one of the most entertaining uh, scenes of the year for sure. Um, and it always gets a great reaction every time I've seen it uh, play on the screen. Moving over to uh, Little Women. Uh, you're playing Mr. Dashwood in this film and you bookend the film in the opening and at the end, opposite of uh, Saoirse Ronan. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the importance of that and your role in really helping to complete the story um, from beginning to end of Little Women with Saoirse there? Well, I think there's some extra resonance because I had played Saoirse's father in uh, Lady Bird, right? So, Excellent movie, by the way. Uh, yeah, well, a great movie. And I think Greta was, uh, for those who know and love Lady Bird and then come to see Little Women, I think she's absolutely exploiting some of that relationship uh, that, mm. that Saoirse and I have. Uh, but again, he's another gatekeeper, right? He's another thing that uh, Saoirse's character has to get through to get what she wants. And right. the, the, the nice wrinkle, uh, the, the human element with Mr. Dashwood is that he likes her. You know, his his treatment of her may be uh, curmudgeonly and he may be uh, ha maybe his business interests come first and foremost. But he also mm -hmm. genuinely has some affection for her. And and uh, and he, he doesn't make his his way of making things hard for her is a kind of mentorship. And so uh, it was great fun to do. I. I would do anything Greta asked me to do. If Greta asked me to show up and help, you know, just like serve lunch at lunchtime, I would do it. <laughs> I, I, I just, 
everybody wants to be around Greta. Everybody wants to work on Greta's stuff. She's a great artist. She runs a very uh, warm set. Uh, it, it, she's, a, she's so uh, smart and funny and charismatic, and people just want to spend time with her. And I, I, she's a great film artist. She's only, only just begun. She's just scratched the surface of what she's going to be able to do in this business. So I agree. My answer to Greta is just always yes. Yeah. I, I think many people would feel the exact same way, especially based on the quality of her last two films, especially. Um, and speaking of uh, the films, once again, um, you're still active um, within the world of theater. You're still writing. I- I'm just really kind of blown away by your work ethic as uh, almost maybe uh, a little bit of a lesson, if anything, for those that are listening right now. How, how do you strike a balance between the multitude of different projects that you're always working on? I don't know that I'm always good at striking the balance. I, I, <laughs> I uh, I'm, I'm, I'm worn out. I mean, I, and I, you know, uh, my wife and I, we had a baby, uh, 20 months ago. So we've got Congratulations. a 20 month old and thanks very much. And I think I, I read in these books how like fathers often take on too much work when the baby's coming and I read the books and I'm like, what chumps? And then I go out and do exactly <laughs> the same thing myself. So I think I've just, uh, uh, maybe taking on too much and maybe as we move forward i'll be doing a little less because i sure do like this boy and i like spending time with him (laughs) i don't know how i've struck that balance again like i say i've just kind of i've just kind of gone from one thing to the next thing and i've been very fortunate that uh here in the last few years i've had such a, a plethora of choice you know i spent a lot of years as an out of work actor uh mm-hmm. and you don't you don't have choice you 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 take what you're given and uh to now have the uh, the opportunity to pick and choose projects uh saying yes i am going to do that no i'm not going to do that man what a luxury i'm, I'm very grateful well the next thing is uh the end of our uh chat here um I guess we can end it by uh, asking uh, what it is that we can look forward to from Tracy Letts uh, next. Uh, any upcoming film projects or any work on the stage uh, that we can uh, be on the, the watch for? Uh, my play, The Minutes, is going to Broadway in the spring. Nice. Uh, it's a bit unusual in that uh, uh, I'm in it. Uh, and I've never been in my plays before. I've never written plays for me to do before. And I didn't write this one for me to do. We did it in Chicago. Uh, and, uh, William L. Peterson played, uh, the, the role in this that I'm playing, but he, Billy, he didn't want to do it. So, uh, and we offered it to some other people and they didn't want to do it either. So I said, well, the hell with it. I'll do it. So, uh, (laughs) I'm doing my play the minute in the spring, uh, army hammer, and Jesse Mueller and Blair Brown and myself and some wonderful actors from the Steppenwolf Theater Company, uh, the minutes on Broadway starting March 15th. All right. All right. So we'll definitely be on the lookout for that one uh, to find you and everybody else you mentioned there on the stage. Right now, Ford v. Ferrari is currently playing in theaters and also Little Women will be releasing in theaters uh, on Christmas, December 25th over here. So, Definitely, we'll be on the lookout for more of your work, Tracy. Thank you so much for taking a few minutes to chat with me today. I really appreciate it. Thank you. It's my pleasure. All right. You have a very nice day.
You too. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to my interview with Tracy Letts here on the Next Best Picture podcast. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Player FM, Acast, CastBox, and also on Spotify. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support, which you can lend on over at Patreon. For $1 minimum a month, you will get some exclusive podcast content from us. Ford v. Ferrari is currently playing in theaters, and Little Women will be released in theaters on Christmas Day. Be sure to check out both films starring Tracy Letts and a special thank you to all of you for listening as always. We shall see you all next time. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.